Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we are going to be covering what we've been playing, the news, and for our main topic, we're going to review our year in gaming. Yep. Uh, a little bit of what we played, uh, stats-wise, and a little bit of the the stuff that came out and interest, uh, inter- interested us this year. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Words speak good. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Let's start with what we've been playing. Yes. Shay, because it's Christmas and you've actually played stuff, I am going to allow you to go first. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, let's talk about the game that I got for Christmas. Okay. Uh, let's mention that one. So I was given a game called Picture Perfect. For Christmas. Yeah. And I knew nothing about this game. I didn't ask for it. Like, it wasn't on my Christmas list or anything like that. Um, So I had no idea what I was getting when I got it. So probably the person who got it for you knows you fairly well. Yeah, you know, the person who got it for me must have just known me, really known me. I got to thank mom for that later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this game was... One of the ones that got a lot of buzz at Gen Con mm-hmm. and continued to get buzz at Spiel or mm-hmm. Essen. And I saw it and thought of you. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it is very much a me game. It's a kind of spatial awareness um, deduction style. Yeah. So what you're, you're given. Can, you I, have... can I stop? What's the name of it? Oh, I said picture perfect. Nope. I did. No. I did. Okay, go. You know, we can rewind this and we'll find out. I said Picture Perfect. Okay. Um, So yeah, the game's called Picture Perfect. And what you have is a, similar to Awkward Guests, you have your fold in front of you. Yep. So people can't see what's on your board. And your board is a floor plan and a table. And then you have 14 characters. You also have decorations, but those really only come into play uh, in the auction style of the game. The advanced mode. Yeah, which we didn't play. But we just had them on the tables. But your 14 characters are the main thing. You have a bunch of envelopes, one for each character, and then a bunch of descriptors saying, like, you give three cards to each character, and they all say where that person would prefer to be. Uh, and it can be beside somebody, you know, have their face be seen, have their face not be seen, usually stand on left, right, middle, you know, away from the table, close to the table, all of these descriptors that tell you where they should be. And your goal is to get those characters in the best spot possible. So if you put a character on the board and you don't match any of its requirements, you get negative three points. If you get one, if, like, if it's not there, if you don't put it on the board, you get zero points. If you put it on, you get one, one of the cards correct, you get one point, two cards correct, you get three, all three, you get six. Plus, we had these VIP cards that you could slide into an envelope in front of you at any time. Um, that would double score yep. that one. And everybody double scores it. But the idea is you'd put it in front of the one that you know you got all three of, and other people might not have. Yeah, and you, you do it in secret, so when somebody else opens up the envelope and says, why is there a fourth card in here? Okay, but like, it was our first game, and I opened it up, and there's a duplicate. There's two of the same card in there. So I was trying Which to figure happens. out. But it was the first game. Um, but yes, you can get definitely get cards that are impossible to do at the same time. And also ones that 
are like, um, be beside this person or be this person because literally you can get one that says, oh, I want to be beside the person I am, right? Yeah. Because they're not set up for... They're not specific. They're not specific. They're random, yeah. which does increase the replayability of the game. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you go through different ways to trade the envelopes around, look at the envelopes. It gave me a very awkward guest's feel. Yep. Uh, but with a bit more like 3D spatial going on. Yeah, it, it added another level and less less puzzly in, in the way that you're trying to figure out what's going on. This one is you're trying to figure out who wants to be where. Yeah. The only difficulty you get is um, remembering why you put somebody somewhere. Yes. And whether you are able to move them or not. Yeah. And you can't take any notes, so it's all based on Yeah, memory. I really could have used a notebook. Um, but then afterwards, you take a picture of them. And you use that picture to kind of judge your, because that's the idea, right? Is you're taking the best family photo. Yes. Um, that's the whole point of the game. So you take a photo and then you judge that and you score all together. And that's what you come out with. Yeah. And it was really fun and really fast to play. Yeah, we it's four player game. There is an expansion for five to six. I don't think it would add any additional time to the game because a lot of it is simultaneous. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know five and six people that we would play it with. Well, and I'm cu- I'd am i be curious, like, if it adds more characters, because... It, it's, the, it's the same. Like, like I, nothing changes. Already, we had only two characters in the middle, and that seemed to be the minimum, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. So if we had six... We, yeah, that... You make we might only get point. two cards each each person, but because yeah. you you have two cards, you have cards in the middle plus cards in front of you. Yeah, you can this... always look at the ones in front of you and you trade them around based on this deck of cards that tells you. Yeah, there's forty two cards, three per every or three per thing, so that's fourteen times three. So I wonder how that would work with six people. We might have to look it up. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, picture perfect game I got to play this week. Liked it. I loved it. Okay. Uh, I got to play a couple, or a bunch of games, because we, last week we did our, uh, top 10 new to us games. Yep. So we didn't do any games, or talk about any games last week, so I got a couple of weeks of games, uh, but I'm going to talk about a couple of expansions that we got to the table recently. Yeah. Uh, Clank in Space. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have the Cyber Space, uh... What's it called? Pulse, Pulse Arcade uh, expansion. And basically, this is new boards plus another w- or a new way to end the game or get your uh, your to- or your uh, tre- treasures. Right. Uh, yeah. You have to go around and get achievements. And the achievements are all written on little arcade games with fun ode to... Yeah, stuff yeah. like ping instead of pong. Yeah. Ode to video games. And so some of them are like waste three movement in a turn. Uh, Or have four clank in a game. And clank in this one can actually benefit you a few times. I ended up with so much clank that I ran out of cubes and they were all in the bag. So I died before I got anywhere near the end of the game. Uh, I really liked the different... uh, aspect of this how you're sort of you're punishing yourself a little bit to do some of the things yeah uh some of them are rewarded for doing good stuff as well uh but it was it was tough it was uh it was another challenge for sure at this game 
Yeah, I I mean, I enjoy Clank. Uh, this one, like, I... I this is Clank in Space, we Clank should Clank in Space, yeah. Um, I hadn't played it for a while, so I did definitely have to do a refresh on the rules, and I kind of felt like I was re- relearning how to play it. Yeah, we, um, we play Clank quite a bit, me and your brother. Yeah, yeah, so I was I was a little out of it. Uh, I've definitely played the game better. I think the last two times I played, I actually won the game, but I'm out of practice, uh, and I died in this one, too. Yeah, everybody but your mother died in this one. Yes, so yeah. she won because she didn't die. She died last. Or was probably going to die last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great game. Uh, the expansion, I don't know, it just kind of confused me a little bit because it's they're really hard to see over on the sides. You kind of have to keep going back and checking and seeing like what helps you yep. and what doesn't. Um, but otherwise, you know what? Great game. And I... I think if I played it more, it wouldn't have caused any issues. Yeah. So. No, it's it's like the other expansions that just blend right in. You can play them, no problem. We played with all three expansions and had no issues. Uh, well, sort the cards for all three expansions, because one of them is a new board, but we didn't use it for the Cyber Station. Uh, the other one expansion that we got to the table finally is the new Quacks of Quedlingburg expansion, The Alchemist, which we all really enjoyed. Uh, it added another phase to the game, but didn't really lengthen it at all. Like, yeah. it was maybe 30 seconds at most. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and basically, it had, to do, it had to do with, you know, how many different color cubes you, or tokens you got out, uh, if you got right to seven without exploding, and if either of your neighbors exploded, is yeah. how you moved up on this track. And it was, it was a zero to ten track, basically. And the further you went, uh, the character, there's eight different characters. Uh, so you choose one of three off the start at, at random, and that's how it decides. Like all of ours were instant bonuses. Yeah. Mom had one where she could, uh, if she landed on the right spot, she could spend some of this, uh, influence or whatever they called it. Yeah. Uh, so they all played really neat. And I thought it was a good good addition to the game for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I definitely felt like I scored higher on this one. All, all of us were much higher. I mean, well, the, our immediate things, we got to like roll for more victory points, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, I don't think it add compl- added complexity. I love how all of these modules just keep fitting onto the sides of the boards. Yes. Um, and as always fantastic game right yeah like, they really can do no wrong with this game <laughs> no they they have not wrecked this game yet by any means or done anything to really detract it yeah and i felt this one was nice because it kind of you still got it even if you exploded so you you felt a little less damage of the exploding yes um although i still explode like i was doing so well and then i exploded twice and it kind of killed me but still yeah great game yeah. and we all did well until mel wanted to win yeah yeah, yeah. And definitely the expansion worth getting. For sure. Yeah, uh, both expansions. I, I like the witches. Witches and, are always good. And this one was just an, another uh, big big plus to me. Yeah. Okay, I am David. And I am Shay. And you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. Uh, we're going to go into the news. Absolutely. So not a lot of news today. It was a pretty... I mean, it's the end of the year, right? There's yep. never a lot coming out right now. And it's Christmas, and it's so Christmas. nobody's doing anything. Uh, we do have some news from last week, I think, that we didn't cover. I didn't do any news last week. I know. 
Okay. So you have well, that news. Well, I tried to find stuff. Like I said, it's, it was really hard to find a lot of news. Um, first one we're starting off with is something that's a little uh, sad to anybody who maybe listens to this podcast, the Secret Cabal podcast. Yes, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, yes, um, announced that he had been diagnosed with some form of cancer. Um, and so probably stepping back. He's in the hospital right now. Can't yeah. do much work on the podcast. I haven't listened to this podcast, but it is unfortunate to hear somebody in the community, right? Yeah, they're a, a long-running podcast. Good group of guys. Uh, very interesting podcast. I've listened to them, I would say, more than most people. Yeah. A and he was their lead. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hoping he, yeah. you know, gets better, that the treatment works. Yeah, he said prognosis is good, so... Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're starting off with. Uh, next, I don't know if you talked about uh, the Vitalicerta weather machine Kickstarter at all. Uh, quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they had announced that it got more than a million dollars on Kickstarter. Yep. And they've already kind of started talking about the next game they're going to do, which is Bot Factory. Yes, this is a smaller version of Kanban. Yeah, it's based on Kanban. The idea is to, and this is a quote from their, their page, um, gather projects and parts and assemble bots, thereby fulfilling demand goals and improving the value of the bot you're making. Sandra, the factory manager from Kanban, is present here moving moving to different departments and using the player's spaces. So it uses the same worker placement mechanism from Kanban. Turn order is established by workers' placements on the board. I've never played Kanban, but it sounds like, um, I mean, there was another game that Lacerda did that was, it was a smaller one yeah. based on another mechanic in a different game. Yeah, this year it came out. It was based on uh, One Piece of Lisboa. It didn't, right, yeah. It didn't do well, and I watched a playthrough of it, and it didn't... It, it, it's not a Lacerda, right? Yep. It, it's a small piece. It's not interconnected like the other stuff. I really, really like Kanban, so I'm curious, but, you know, I can't see myself getting this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, hey, next one. Uh, Mystic Veil Essential Edition was announced from AEG. Okay. Um, now, this one did kind of make me laugh, because at first I was like, oh, an Essential Edition, right? It's a big box. That's really cool. It has new art. Um, you know, same gameplay, though. Well, okay, you know. Big boxes tend to be like that. It only includes three of the expansions. And I was a little bit like, wait, you made a big box, but you didn't put everything in it? Um, well, <laughs> so that could be sort of like Viticulture Essential Edition, where they took parts of the expansion and put it back into the base game and streamlined the base game. But they say the gameplay seemed to be the same. Yeah, which Viticulture is okay. too. Uh, but they didn't... They modified it a bit to make it... A better base game, basically. And what right. that sounds like what they're doing there. They brought in the parts of the expansions that work the best. Yeah. Uh, Mystic Veil, same guy that did uh, Space Base. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of expansions. It's card crafting where you have the sleeves and you're just adding cards to it to make them bigger and bigger. Yeah, I don't think I've played this one, but I've definitely heard a lot about it. Yeah. So, yeah, Big Box has been announced. I don't think it, they've said when it's going to be out or anything like that, but... We know about it. For sure. Uh, Capstone Games has announced that they are re-releasing, or I guess reprinting, uh, Albin Viard, I think is his name, his game Clinic. Uh, I don't okay. I don't know much about this game, but it's a deluxe edition, and the thing that caught my eye is they're getting Ian e O'Toole to do the art. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. This isn't that old either, from what I remember about Clinic. It didn't look like it was yeah. that old, but yeah, they're reprinting it. They're re-releasing it. I guess it's, they are calling it a deluxe edition, but they didn't say anything about any expansions being added to it, so they might just be doing new art. Yeah. They might be doing a Feld where they make the, the, the art nicer. <laughs> it didn't... I mean, the box that they showed on the picture was very brown. It didn't look that great, but... Yeah. Mm. You, you know, Tool's art is amazing. I there put, was... Played Merv last week, and it's beautiful. Yeah, he he was on a couple of these, uh, or a couple things I saw. Not ones that were really, like, brand new news. It was more like, here's a picture of this box art, yeah. right? And he was in a bunch of them. Yeah, he, um, he's been doing it for a while. Him and Lacerda work together a lot. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah. doing the Lacerda games. Uh, last one is another game announcement, Purple Haze. And this, I'm, I'm going to try this name. His name's Bernard Grisboskis. Grisboski. Uh, Purple Haze was announced. It's supposed to be coming out on GameFound in January 2022, released in 2023. Uh, Phalanx, Phalanx seems to be the producer of it. Okay. It was on the same news article as the Lacerda game. Okay. Um, and it just, the thing is, I actually want to talk about it not because I think it looks like a good game, but because I'm like, Really? Um, so what this game is based in is a story creation campaign game in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was that was the thought I had. That was that face, that sound you made. Same one. Yeah. Because the idea is, is you you're playing the Americans. Oh, good God. And, and you're going through, and you're making. They do say you're making a uh, heart wrenching decisions to see if you survive or not. And I'm kind of like, you are drawing a very fine line in one of the most controversial wars, right? Like, like none, nothing about that war was good. Yeah. And, and definitely not for the Americans. <laughs> so, why? Why? Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, the, the actual way um, that it plays, like, from what it's describing, where you're making decisions, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure, right? sounds neat but I'm, I'm not a fan of necessarily the theme and even some of this description like your decisions determine the story your tactics determine the outcome of life and death firefights your men will suffer some won't make it home those that do will get wiser get tougher and i'm just like this sounds horrifying Th this is horrifying i can't believe that's being produced yeah i know that's why i thought i'd bring it up because like it Again, it's not a game I would ever buy. It's yeah. not a game I would endorse unless somehow they managed to toe the line perfectly. But it's what? like the, the, ex the Americans never look good in Vietnam, the, right? There's realistic games based on the Vietnam War. Yeah. This doesn't sound like that. No, no, yeah. no, no. So, um, yeah, look out for that one. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> other piece of news that you I said didn't that was see, your yeah. last. That was my uh, last one, yeah. Went recently, Asmodee sold, and mm -hmm. put out a, you know, their annual statement. And in their annual statement, it said, we bought Miniature Market. Oh, yeah, I saw that one, but I thought we <laughs> talked about it when we talked about Asmodee. No. Okay. No, so nobody knew this. Uh, and... People ask Miniature Market and like, oh yeah, it happened. And it's sort of like, why didn't it get announced? Uh, is there some ulterior motive here? What does Miniature here? Market do? 
They're a re- or they're an online retail. Yeah. They're one of the big online retailers in the states. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't see any news saying that they had bought them. The thing I saw was a BGG article saying did Asmodee buy BGG and it sounded like they were making fun of it. They did. Um they didn't buy BGG. No. No. No, they no, were no. making fun of it. They were making sure. fun of it. But I had no idea that that was a whole whole thing that happened. Like I yeah. hadn't seen anything about it. Which I guess yeah. is the news is that there wasn't anything about it. Exactly. It just happened. It happened, right? Yeah. So now Asmodee produces the games. Uh, they bought the distributors of games, and now they're reselling the games through a third party. All games bought to you by Asmodee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's it, it's almost a monopoly, you would say. It's it's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, with the sale of the company, sale of the company, I'm hoping that they get more back into games yeah uh they were being run everybody run just as a business previously and their content and stuff had taken a big fall like days of wonder used to produce wonderful games every year and they've had miss after miss the last four or five years since asmodee bought them yeah okay all right well let's get into our year in review you are listening board on the air on cfcr um, and this is just going to be us basically chatting about, I guess, games we played, how many games we played. Now, we know this year was a slow year for games for us. Uh, my school got quite heavy in the fall, um, and we were just busy kind of all year. Yeah, there's a, a lot of life got in the way this year. And my game total, uh, let's let's go back. Nine, 2019, mm-hmm. 404 games played. Uh-huh. Uh, or 404 plays of games. Yep. 2020, 403 plays of games. This year, I was down to 333 plays of games. Yeah, and I will give 2019 some credit. That was when we could go to game nights. Yes. 2020, we managed to get more games in because, well, for one month, we didn't go anywhere. Wow. And then we didn't have any sports all summer. But we also had almost three months of game nights and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Uh, whereas this year it, there wasn't like, you yeah. have maybe one game night a week. Um, and then there like things were starting to open up. So we actually did more outside of home. A little bit. Yeah. Well, sports were back, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 2020, I had you at 201 games played with me. Yep. So probably an extra 10 or 12 played with other people. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe more maybe. because we don't. When we went to game night, we didn't play together that frequently. That's true, yeah. Uh, this year, as I said, I'm at 333 games, so I'm down 70 gameplays over last year. Uh, I gotta be down a lot. I have you at 129 plays. With yeah, me. that sounds about right. So you are you were significantly down as doesn't well. It doesn't count my D&D games. It does not count D&D because that doesn't count. It should count. <laughs> And this is just my stats of who I play with. Yeah. Well, right? we know I don't keep track of mine. Yeah. Uh, Mom is who I played the most with, 225 mm-hmm. times. So I got in about 80 games without her. Yeah. Or 80 what plays. Jordan, what was Jordan at? Because he went to game nights with you. Uh, he's 204. Okay. So he he was the next closest. Well, it makes sense. Uh, but he wasn't at the lake. Right, yeah. Right? And lake is a big... Big one for us. Big but, week of games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just see if I click. Okay. So the game, 
And that 333, take it with a grain of salt. Because that includes the crew. Oh, yeah, right. Right? And you can play a lot of games of the crew. Yeah. And I had it at about 115 times. Right. So really, I'm in that 200 range of games played. And I didn't play the crew, so my games stay the same. Yeah, exactly. You didn't lose any of that. Uh, I had... Oh, wait. So we're doing the which one we played the most? Uh, that's just... I was just uh, looking at it yeah. more. Right? So... I didn't play a whole lot of games this year. I didn't play a whole lot of games frequently this year. I still had about 10 or 12 that I played 10 or more times. Yeah. Uh, Crokinole, I played a bunch. Yeah. I would say Awkward Guess has to be up there because we played that a lot. Um, love that game. Yeah. Uh, Castles of Burgundy. Always, always a popular always one. A po- oh, this is all of them. Sorry. <laughs> Rolling Rights are always high on our lists, I think. Um, things like probably this year would be Trails of Tacana would be high because it's so easy to play and so much fun. Okay, Crew was 69 times this year. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, Crokinole 25, Trails of Tacana 15. Yep, called it. Pandemic the Crew, which was all out at the lake, nine times. Awkward I think guess, you mean The Cure. Or The Cure. Uh, Awkward Guess eight times. Yep. Macro Micro eight times. Uh, Princess Bride, me and your mom played through, and that was seven games. Played a lot of Cascadia with Norm. Uh, Codenames Duet, Jaws of Lion were both six, and Nova Luna was five. Yeah. Uh, everything else was one to four. Yeah, we play a lot of games. Like, when we get new games, we play them uh, once or twice, you know. Um, it's just kind of how we play, right? We don't yep. we don't replay games other than last year we would have had a ton for um, the Queensdale. Yep. Because that's a legacy game, right? Same with Pandemic Legacy. We did play a bunch of those in a, in a row just because that's that style of game. Yep. Yeah, so games were down. Uh, buying games was up. <laughs> As always. <laughs> As always. Uh, we were down to a shelf of shame of nothing. Yeah. Uh I am higher than I've ever been with the Shelf of Shame. Uh, I got probably 30-ish games. Yeah. Or 30-plus games that I own that we haven't got played. Uh, yeah. Me and Jordan have slowly tried to get through and playing them at two-player. Uh, for the longest time, I I didn't play a lot at two-player, but I want to play some games, so that's how we're doing it. To, because everybody's busy. Yep. Right? Yep. Now that's now that school's on kind of a break and also the beginning of the semester is never as crazy. Hopefully I can get some more games in before it starts picking up again. Yeah. Um fourth year guys, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, there was some big releases as we talked about last yeah. week. Uh big news, asthma day selling. I mean, uh, we did get Dinosaur World. Like, we got a bunch of Kickstarters. Yeah. We got Cartographers, Role Player Adventures, Dinosaur World. We got more coming next year. Or we're going to have uh, Everdell yep. um, expansions and Big Box. And I think Dice Theme Park is supposed to come out next year, too. Yes. I have to put my Pledge Manager in for that. Yeah, I got to do the Pledge Manager for uh, the space one. Uh, the space one. Ah. Vo- Voidfall. Oh, yes. Yes. From Anachrony. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know... Honestly, I think the biggest news in board gaming this year was the supply chain issues. Yeah, and the cost of shipping increase and the cost of board game part increase. Like, it it was huge. Yeah, like, board games went up. They were hard to get. Uh, I think sales were still good, 
but they could have been better if they could have got the product. It's like every industry, right? Yeah. Now, right? Like, it, it's everything. The issue is, is that because board games are seen as something that maybe shouldn't be as expensive as they are, even though the cost of producing them is a lot, yeah. when they raised, it shocked a lot of people. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, the poor board game producers got hit with that. Especially anybody small, all of a sudden they had to pay for the cost of that shipping. And yeah. it, it, it hurt a lot of people. Yeah, we're talking about crate or sea uh, cans going from $3,000 up to $30,000. Like yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> a like, lot. This was significant increase. Uh, and I, I don't think there's a bigger story in board gaming this year than no. that. Hopefully next year gets better. Yeah. And we get our games and uh, publishers keep going. Exactly. Okay, that's our year in review-ish. Yep. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good night.